a lot of people do get left at the altar and a lot of people are left heartbroken. They might have been in a five, six, seven year relationship and all of a sudden the person leaves you or cheats on you. So, uh, and a lot of people know are not brave enough or, or are very, um, they're very like secretive or, you know, they just don't, don't want their business out there and they're not going to share their story like I did. So I felt like this was a way for me to share my story because I, you know, and I wanted to break down a lot of, you know, barriers, you know, as far as the late different relationships and people thinking that even if you're in a relationship for a long period of time, it's perfect and everything will go well. That's uh, clearly untrue, you know. So, no, I didn't get paid for it. Um, I was just there to tell, share my story and to break the news to my family and friends. And that was it. <laughs> Al, before I go in, if you got a question, I'm, ask it now. Yes, I do. Go, yes, go. I do. Okay. I have, no, just to, to piggyback on the, like the relationship stuff, and uh, even if par- people go ahead and get married, um, just was curious. Um, after the things that you've experienced, um, do you have any thoughts on people being in long relationships? Do folks outgrow one another? Like, what are the signs people should uh, kind of keep in mind if you if you believe that you're reaching that point, or or how how do how do people and then Kel too, you can chime in. Uh, like, you know, what do you, what are your thoughts on you know just long long relationships and how do you either maintain, how do you pivot, do you transition out? I know that's like a I know it has so many facets to this question, but I feel like all of those need to be asked in order to get to the uh, to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, before this whole situation happened to me, because I thought I was in a perfect relationship, I feel like people really need to analyze. And I'm not going to give you too much because the subtitle is critical, right. critical flags, uh, you know, to being left alone. So I will, I'll, I actually point out the red flags that I, one, ignored, two, chose not to, you know, really dissect, and three, just completely was oblivious to me. So that you guys have to actually get the book for it. I provide a lot of uh, red flags that people really need to look out in their relationship. However, um, I used to think that, you know, being in a long-term relationship solved all types of problems. But clearly, my whole idea and whole, you know, view of that is totally changed now. Um, All because you're in a relationship for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it does not mean you're in a perfect relationship and it does not mean things can go sour really, really fast. That's one. The second thing I used to think of was, oh, you know, people need to get engaged for like at least six months to, you know, to a year, to 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 to, to um, two years, three years before they get married. That I believe also is untrue, because I actually seen with my eyes, uh, one of my closest friends was in a relationship for three months, and she's been going strong for five years. So you don't need to be in a relationship for like years on end in order to marry the person and have the perfect relationship. That also is untrue. So there's a lot of um, things, you know. Also, uh, I feel like very important, and which is why I have a mental health chapter in the book, people need to really analyze either their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend's um, head. Because me, there's no excuse because, you know, I was in school, I was doing my master's, I was, you know, very you know, I was doing a lot of different things, traveling, all this stuff, but did I actually sit down to analyze his behaviors? No, I did not. And I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't see it coming. Because had I really sat down, because I did it afterwards, and I said, oh man, yeah, this looked like something he would have done. But back in the day, I would have never assumed that he would have done something like this. But when you really sit down and analyze him and analyze his behavior, especially from youth, because I knew him ever since he was very, very young, and everybody knew him. So it didn't come to a surprise to some people, but it came to a surprise to me. And after I analyzed his behaviors and different flags that I missed, I said, wow, you know what? This was something he was capable of doing. But because I chose to ignore the red flags, you know, I pretty much got sucked up into the uh, whole thing. So it's very important for you to analyze people's behaviors people's thoughts, really dissect their minds, and make sure they don't have a personality disorder or some sort of depression or anxiety, because that also is very important in a relationship for the other person to know, because then you have to know how to how to manage that situation. It's very important. Gotcha. Re- re- that's real 
And when AL's asking me that, Sasha, I'm a, a semi-pro date doctor. I've connected uh, multiple couples <laughs> up where they've been married, and I, I'm also able to marry them. And all that that you said is true. I don't think um, something that my wife and I did before we were even married, and I've known her 18 years and been married over a decade and haven't touched 40 yet. But what we did in college, we went to therapy because we know we're crazy and we, (laughs) we, we know we have issues and her being from West Africa and me being from Oconda, which is East Oakland. um, We knew there were things we needed to talk about and also um, never to shy away from meeting family. If somebody, you know, ever, I mean, you've known them 10 years, so we probably knew your whole family, but a lot of these guys don't want to meet in-laws. They want to, you know, get, they'll go get hitched today, especially when you have someone like a Sasha, who, if you guys don't go to im.sashalove, hey, I understand Because Sasha is a nurse prac. She is an author, but she could be an IG model if she wanted to. I mean, <laughs> on paper, read her, her bio even. You hear the Catholic school. I mean, for some of us guys, that's the, that's like the ding, ding. Hey, Catholic school, you know, good upbringing. Um, but also we know sometimes the Catholic school girls can party. And that might be <laughs> world travel oh right now. So, you know, when you see all of that on paper, I mean, I know this guy was crazy to leave unless Sasha, you know, not all beautiful women are are equal. Uh, Not all accomplished women are equal. Some are nuts, but he would have ran a long time ago and not at the altar. So that's how I know he has some mental health issues because when, you know, when (laughs) when they say, oh, this woman could get anybody that she wants. Sasha's in that category. She's a six-figure earner. I'm blowing your spot up if they don't know where they're at. My wife is a, a physician, so I, I'm going to blow your spot oh, up like nice. they blow mine up. You know, she's a six-figure earner. She's articulate, you know, family together. Traveler. Fit everything that you want. AL and I are both married to dark skinned women, so we we don't know, you know, hey, Becky with the good hair, I don't know what that is. Um, you know, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And so <laughs> we we get leave Natasha at the altar, you got to be nuts. So I, I I don't I don't know. And it would not be hard. I mean, you're you're one that I'm like, man, can we get her? as a client for the, cause we can hook that up quick. There's looking for a Sasha. And you know, I don't need you. You're independent. You're what Neo sung about, you know, and, and Jamie yeah, yeah. sung about, you got your own, but um, you know, he's, he's nuts. Now with the nurse Pratt, you know, yeah. being, um, I mean, you might work three days a week and do six figures. I have, um, we have friends who do that. Um, mm-hmm. Find it hard that, okay, I'm I'm beautiful. And you know, every woman, you know, you might be like, well, I'm not as good as her or whatnot, but you are beautiful. Um, you find it hard with that position. And, and AL's married to a nurse as well. So the schedule. Oh, I got to get into this one. No. I got to get into this. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. The schedule is a little hard, a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it hard that men are like, wait, you're, you're, you're too much for me. You're doing too much or you're making too much or you're too busy. Is it hard to date? So here's the thing. Um, all right, let me get into this because I know a lot of people, I actually had a conversation with this guy at the gym actually about this. And, um, he looked at me and he said, you know what? You're threatening and I said, what do you mean about that? Like, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's what he said to me. That, he Straight up. He said, you know what? You are very beautiful, but you know what? You know, I'm, I'm, I feel threatened by you. I said, what do you, because I'm, I'm a very, very, anybody who knows me knows that I'm very humble. I'm very nice. I always, like, want to help the next person. I'll take time out of my day to help the next person, even my friends. I, always, I want everybody to be on the same level. I'm not like a person where it's just like, okay, I'm shooting for the stars and leaving everybody behind. No, I want everybody to come with me. 
which is why I push a lot of my friends to, you know, do their masters, which they have. So pretty much me and the majority of my friends are all on the master's level and everything. I mean, it's not all because of me, you know, they did their things. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, I just like everybody around me to be, you know, well-educated and to be on the same level. That, and it's better that way. You ha- you actually have stuff to talk about, you know, and you have money to travel. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not stuck traveling alone. But um, aside from that, you know, funny aspect, um, I, I actually, I asked the guy a question and I said, what do you mean? Can you please um, go into detail as if like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean about that? And he said, pretty much, when I look at you, you're, you're very, the same thing that you said, you're very fit, you travel a lot, you're always traveling, you know, because he looked at my Instagram and was asking me a couple questions. He's like, how do you, you're a nurse practitioner, and I'm just a nurse, and I'm telling him, like, you could become a nurse practitioner just like me. He's like, he asked the same questions, do you find it hard to date? And the question to that is yes and no. No, I don't find it hard to date because I'm dating left and right without a problem. Yes, I find it hard to keep dating, because once they find out what I do, certain guys who don't have the mental capacity to, you know, to say like, okay, this is an independent woman who's stuck back in the times where it's like men are, you know, powerful and strong and not really into this century. Like, you know, women are doing their thing now. We still need you guys, but we're still able to take care of ourselves, you know. So if you don't have that strong mental capacity to understand that I am independent, but yes, I could be very, you know, cultured as well. You know, a lot of men feel a little threatened and they're like, okay, so um, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Especially when they find out how much I make, they're just like, okay, um, this is not going to work because they don't feel comfortable. And I feel like that's one of the things that happened in my past, my past relationship. I felt like, um, not a lot of people know about this. I'm not going to share too much, but I like to sh- uh, give you guys a little details. He did lose his job at one point. Uh, he did some sort of fraud or whatever activity that he was doing, lost his job, and now he ended up doing um, back-end work. And I felt like that was a significant factor in the fact that he never showed up. He didn't. He lied and said he had money. He never had money, never paid the venue, never did anything, you know, and I feel like a lot of my friends and family dissected the situation. They said, I think he felt like you were just way too much for him. So, you know, at the end of the day, I leave it all to God. You know, obviously, I feel like whoever could handle a strong, independent, powerful woman like myself, then that's the person that I'm going to be with. You know, but I do, I don't find it hard to date. It's very easy for me, but I do find it hard to keep the guy, <laughs> you know coming back because once they find out they're like oh yeah okay goodbye <laughs> how would you do Joe? how I, for real this? talk for real sad it's crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy it's crazy they, they come from a different cloth town this is that it ain't, cotton, cloth. It, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't cotton either town nah poly, it's that... some poly blend some poly blend or something like that Hey, when she said that he he couldn't keep up, you know, my mind went somewhere else. She knew from another standpoint in life he couldn't keep up. You know, he he was in it. He was in and out. He um, impotent. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say it. Uh, you can't say it, Sasha. I don't want you to get sued. I mean, dude, you're intimidated by a woman's job, which is just a job, not who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's crazy. And, and let me put a, a, a little thing out there, especially for the African guys. And I, I bet um, a lot of the Caribbean men, it's the same thing. Sasha, you could let me know. You guys are known to hold women back and to be intimidated if they make more than you. Um, and, and it's sad. You know, and, and some of the, I'm going to say the warning for the American guys, y'all want to be gold diggers and try to say, oh, they're a nurse. I'm going to kick back on her couch. No, mm-hmm. everybody got to bring something to the table. It's, gosh, that's that's so sad to hear that, you know, guys are intimidated by your job. Now, you don't tell them how much you make, do you? Oh, absolutely not. They'll oh. <laughs> never talk to me. <laughs> Absolutely not. See, I feel like when you start talking about these things when you when you are dating and you're in a serious relationship and you, you guys start talking about, like, where it can go future-wise. But I feel like at the very beginning, I don't think that's, like, a fact. Even 
even if I don't tell them what I do, sometimes, you know, which I stopped doing, but I, at one point when I was dating, I used to tell people that I'm a nurse and not a nurse practitioner. Because once people practitioner after that, they're like, oh, whoa, 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 you know? But I don't do that anymore because I feel like why should I, you know, you hold my accomplishments back because to make you feel comfortable. You see what I'm saying? And I never make anybody feel uncomfortable in whatever that job they're doing. This is what I, you know, that I, this is my passion. And I feel like you, you shouldn't feel threatened about that. But besides the whole um, job career, I even, I tell them I travel like maybe a couple of times a year because I know people who only travel once or twice a year that's not really my thing, you know, so when I tell them how many times I travel throughout the year without them even knowing the factors behind that, they already feel threatened about that alone, so there's no way that I tell them, you know, how much money I make, no, not not at all, not at all. She needs to stun on them, AL. And it's I need, I, need, I, need you, I need you to tell them in the first uh, conversation all of that because if they're threatened, they need to be threatened from jump because that just jump. save mm-hmm. you a lot of time because those are right. men I who, I mean, you. I, I, I've been to over 15 countries. We travel even with our kids and we write children's books about it. I would have, the reason I love my wife when I met her, she was the first woman that I said, I'm not going to have just the steady home that we have roots. That's for some people. Right. I want to travel. I've been traveling. Will you ride with me on Greyhound from Louisiana to California? <laughs> yes. Then you'll ride with me to Europe and Africa and everywhere else. Let's go. Yeah. And not everyone's a traveler. And not everyone, you know, everyone's not the same. Which is okay. So you get that out, right. yeah. Right, which is okay, you know. Yeah, like I need like, a like <laughs> Al, you know, Al's from New Jersey. He lives in Brooklyn, like we had stated earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you know, he's a true New Yorker, though. I say because I'm like Al is, you know, I, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Manhattan. You know, a- Al went to Jamaica. And he, I was like, hey, hell, you got out of New York? I mean, that's like Carrie from Sex in the City. You know, leaving <laughs> New York. Like, we should make a, a, a show. But he was doing some business. But, you know, I want to just put it out there, everybody. Inbox us. If she doesn't respond to your DM, I'm going to unofficially take Sasha's as a client. <laughs> I, you know what's so crazy? You know, I'm very I'm a very, very, very humble person. I know when this happened, like a lot I, I got I received so many DMs, I answered every single one of them. And I got like hundreds of DMs. You know, oh please don't I should I probably should have said that. I don't want anybody flooding my DMs, but no. Like I actually take time to read it. A lot of people, you know, reached out to me and they were like oh my God, this happened to me in my relationship and how are you? And I appreciate a lot of my supporters, you know, you know, and things like that. And some people even DM me and they were like, oh, you're just doing this for clout, you know, and I actually DM them back and I said, absolutely not. I'm telling you, this is not something. So I take time to actually write, you know, people back, you know, Africa, Europe, like throughout the country, you know, internationally. So I actually um, DM people back um, and things like that. So I'm definitely um, the person, like I said, I'm very helpful. I'm, I feel like I'm very resourceful, which is why I decided to um, write the book and put it all out there, you know. But, yeah, I definitely um, <laughs> answer people. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Oh, what do you see yourself going with the author? Do you, are, are you um, – also going to be doing you know public speaking and you want to be an influencer what's the what's the goal for Sasha well the goal right now for sure is once the completion of my book is over I I did start doing a little bit of public speaking here and there you know little gigs here and there but I do want to touch a wider um, audience Um, and I do I would like to do this also internationally Um, even this story even got picked up by the Daily Mail you know in England and everything like that. I know a couple of folks over there, you know, they're very nice. Um, I'm planning on uh, touching base with Huffington Post. I'm planning on doing a lot of different things. You know, I'm, I, I still want to continue writing. Um, eventually, hopefully there'll be a sequel in the future. <laughs> hopefully by the time I get married with kids and have my house and, you know, my white picket fence, like I said on the show, you know, I'll definitely, you know, write a second book because, 
you know, one chapter, one, one book is closed, but I know there's another book along the way somewhere. So I definitely would write, you know, another, keep writing and definitely continue to do like public speaking, motivational speaking. I don't know about the whole influencer part, you know, that's not really my thing, but um, for sure, motivational speaking, uh, I would definitely love to do and continue doing. Um, yeah, and I guess that's it. And you guys just have to stay tuned and keep watching what I do. Yeah, don't get that. Okay. And well, I, course, I, I, I plan on going back to school, of course, to, for my doctorate and all that stuff. Because, like I said, my number one passion is my career. So uh, definitely looking towards that uh, goal right there. Uh-oh, some people just signed. They were about to DM you. They unsent their thing, said, wait, she's not done with school. Hold on. You know, I can deal with yeah, I could deal with all of that, but now you want to go back to school? Oh man! What? What, what do you see? What What are you gonna get? What What are you gonna pursue? So it's a what? it's actually a doctorate in nurse practitioner. So okay. it's like more it's it's more. Edu- I feel you know I'm all about education. I feel like the more educated you are, the better help you are to your patients. So for me, it's like. I'd rather do it now while I'm, you know, with no kids, while I'm single, because I, I want, I'm the type of person, I always want the highest level of education possible. And I guess my mother instilled that in me. You know, she's also a nurse practitioner, so it's like she instilled that whole education. So I'm always thriving. I'm always craving more knowledge and more education. So I'm always going to medical conferences and, you know, things like that, you know. So I don't know. I just like, <laughs> so I, I, I feel like it's very, it's very important, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it in that, you know, you are of Haitian descent and that, yeah, again, that's a whole exactly. reason for someone. I know he was crazy because it's like, hold on, you, you missed out on the, the, the smarts, the beauty and the picklies. What? I ah, mean, he's so funny. <laughs> well, he was actually of Haitian descent too. So he got the picklies part covered. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Yeah. But. Well, he could do it himself, but you know, I I, I don't know. He's not gonna, you know. It's something it's about a, a woman's touch and, and and the picklies. You know, us men don't really have patience, and you know, the best picklies is the one in the back of the refrigerator that you know you forgot about that's been able to marinate and 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 all that. Exactly. Oh, what you know about that? Oh man, I I I, I can tell you a story. Off air, because <laughs> it ain't about me, mama. But um, yeah, I, I we 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 love the the, the Haitian uh, culture and the food. I wish more people knew about it. Now, does Sasha cook? Since we're talking about food, do, do you absolutely? Cook? Uh, yep, I I actually do. You know, ever ever since everything happened, you know, I kind of stopped doing a couple of things that I actually love to do. But I'm actually, you know, getting back slowly and surely. I'm getting back into everything I love doing. I feel like um, I do, do I for sure cook. And you know, both of my parents cook, so I learned from them. So yeah, I definitely, definitely, you know, I used to do like things on Snapchat where we actually used to cook together, and I used to post, you know, different ingredients, and I used to do the whole meal on Snapchat, and people, and I put, used to put on Instagram too, and people love that. So I think I'm gonna get back into doing that as well. A lot of people, you know, love that. It's just I'm so busy doing so many different things, which is the reason why I kind of stopped doing that. But yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely, definitely, definitely cook. You, you have to know how to cook. When you're Haitian, what? Nine years old, you better know how to cook. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, I I love to hear that. Um, I'll tell me if I'm hogging it, but I could get into this Haitian and this food, and 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 you know I think you should definitely do that on Instagram because I think that you know we see so many nurses and so many folks in healthcare, um, you know, traveling now, and we, we you can document it on these different platforms, but also showing that once you get your education and the bag is together. All your other dreams and passions you can do. Um, we, I co-own, of course, with my wife, a mentoring program that gets people into healthcare professionals called CNA to MD. Oh, right. And, and I'll, wow. I'm going to send you some 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 links because you know I could see some some synergy and some things like, oh wait, Sasha, my wife is not one who necessarily wants to always be in front of the camera, um, mm. but I think. 
I, I, I make her sometimes you're like, come on, you got to do this or because she likes speaking and the speaking, you know, typical immigrant, you want to get that money. Um, right, right. Speaking pays, you know, you're, you're a black physician, radiologist, it ain't too many of them out there. Um, people will book her. So I, I definitely can see some things where, you know, Sasha, the mentor and get making it look good, traveling around the world, right. mm-hmm. um, you know, motivating people that you need to go to school for something that makes money, people. And right, Sasha right. has done that. And something tells me that this, you know, doctorate program she's going to do, it may be free or she already knows where the, you know, the scholarships and everything <laughs> are. Oh, yeah. uh, you, you know, talk to talk to the people, Sasha, and let them, let them know, because that's a big thing. When you talked about traveling alone and wanting to pull people with you, I thought you were about to start quoting Jay-Z, reasonable doubt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's funny. So here's the thing. <clears throat> when I tell people, I tell my family members as well as, you know, people who have questions for me, when you're going to school, you have to Yes, there's certain things that, you know, you have to be passionate about. I Yes, that's true. But when you're going to school, don't waste your time. Because it's funny, it's very ironic that I say don't waste your time. But what, what I mean career-wise is go to school, research what is the top five careers out there that will make you money. Let's be real. We're all out here. We want to get money. You want to get the house. You want to be able to pay for stuff and travel and do all these different things. So you have to pick a career to me that's going to get you those things. And it's, and I feel like I love nursing. Nursing to me, you have to have a passion for it because if you don't, it's not really going to work. But a lot of people ask me, like, you know, what does what this whole nursing thing? What people don't understand is a nurse, when you become a nurse, especially in New York State and, you know, other states also, you work 12-hour shifts. That's why a lot of the people that you see that are traveling every month or every other month or 10 times a year is because they're working 12-hour shifts, which means you work only three days, which is 37.5 hours. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and you're free throughout that day. So let's say you work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You just covered your whole, like, shift for the week. So now you're off for another four days. So you can stick, you could travel within that time. Now, if you have vacation time that you added to that, you know, you're able to travel. Not only that, if you work in a facility that pays for conferences, you're, that's, a, that's a, another traveling situation where you didn't even pay for so a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you have money, you're traveling all the time. No, you have to be smart. Not only do I research, not only do I have a card that is a traveler's card and gives me points, and sometimes I'm able to travel for free because I rack up so many points. That's one aspect of it. Two, my hospital covers a lot of conferences and things like that where I'm able to either go to Texas or Vegas or whatever um, to travel. You know, it's a give and take. So you go get education, they pay for you to do that conference or whatever and you get to you know see like the world and stuff so that's the second aspect of it so I feel like I love nursing and you could do whatever you want that's great but to me I feel like this is one of the best careers like you know not only do you you have a lot of time to maybe get a second job you're also helping others you know I feel like doctors are wonderful but nurses are really the ones that get to the nitty gritty of things. We're, we're the ones that the patient comes to and tell the, their most intimate details that they might feel uncomfortable sharing with the doctor. So it's it's very it's very rewarding um, and things like that. And if you do and you you have a lot of space to expand. You become a nurse practitioner. You become an educator. You you know could do school nursing. You could do so many different things. You could even go to the MD program straight from from nursing. So it's just, I, I think it's very rewarding. Um, I love to see the smile on people's faces, you know, when you actually help them, especially in as a nurse practitioner, people come to my clinic all the time and they feel better, like, you know, two, three weeks later and they're like, oh my God, you saved my life. You know, it's, it's very, I, I love it very much, you know. I'm sure there's other uh, uh, careers out there, like having your own business, you know, which I think is very important for people to do, people who are not into the whole medical field, uh, they're not into that whole medicine, you know, they could also do their business, but you have to pick something that's going to make you economically stable. It's very important to just not pick a career just because you like it. You know, it's, is it going to make you economically stable? You have to ask yourself, you know, that question. So, I mean, that's my intake on that. 
I love it. I love it. And that's why I'm going to bother you after this because you, you didn't said the passion and, and I can feel that I can feel it. And that's what we um, are always, we're always looking for to be able to duplicate um, what, what we do on our end. Um, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to ask you though, um, Did because, I actually answer your question? I, I tend to go off the tangent sometimes. <laughs> no, no, it's it's all good. That's that's why we do what we do, and and that that's we love it. I, I love it. But I want to know, you know, with all the travels, when was the last time? And I ask all my Haitian friends this: um, that you have been to Haiti. Well, that's a very good question. Still, the last time I've been to Haiti was when I was actually twelve years old. Sad to say, how. And, uh, you know, I was actually planning on going to Haiti in December to do missionary trips. But because so many things occurred last year <laughs> that we already spoke about, I was unable to go. Um, but I did start, uh, me and my mother did start a, a, um, something in, in, in uh, our church. Uh, we, we used to attend this church in Brooklyn, and we actually started a toy drive there Um so every year, every Christmas, they would actually go to Haiti with gather a whole bunch of toys, you know, in suitcases and in um, something called a doom. Pretty much what a doom is, it's like a big, huge box where you fill it up with a whole bunch of things and you ship it out, you know, to, to Haiti or whatever. We In the Haitian culture, we call it a doom. So you could put things, a whole bunch of things in there, you know, from you... Uh, utensils they may a lot you'd be surprised a lot of people over there don't have utensils you know toiletries you know things like that you know toys things like that so you fill it up and then you send it over you ship it over so we actually uh did that and i'm actually planning on doing a mission trip in um in uh haiti next year so that's definitely in the works because i feel like it has i have to go back to my roots and i unfortunately let this situation deter me from not uh, you know, going going over there, but this time around, I'm definitely have plans to go over there and you know get my feet wet. <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. Go for it, Al. Yeah, no, I dig, I dig it. I, this is um, this is definitely getting the week going in the right direction. I know it's Wednesday, but this is this is that juice to get over that hump. So, folks, when you guys get a chance to check this out, get some of this fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so one of the things we ask all our guests, um, and it's it's our our final question uh, on air at least, is and you kind of just mentioned it, but um, there may be more. So I want to ask, what is your community give back that you're doing or that you want to do? Wow. So I mean, I want to do a lot of things. <laughs> But I feel like I'm already giving back to the community, being a practitioner in, like, a urban community where everybody has diabetes and hypertension. So in that aspect, I feel like I'm giving back already um, by help educating everybody, you know, on um, their health and, you know, bringing it back to their family. But I used to do a lot of uh, health uh, fairs. So I'm actually going to get back into doing some health fairs for the because, again, that's my passion. That's my overall being. I feel like that's my main thing. Yes, I have personal aspects in my life that happened to me that I am transitioning into becoming like, you know, more of like a motivational speaker, things like that. But my number one passion for sure is medicine. So that's, it's always going to be my number one. Um, the second thing that, of course, I'm going to start doing more mission trips, right? Because, you know, I was laying back in my bed one day and I'm like, you know what, it's not fair. It's not fair that, you know, I'm taking all these trips, but I feel sometimes I come back home and I feel guilty because yes, I took that vacation, but what did I really do? Did I help anybody? So I'm actually kind of starting to cut back on my uh, personal vacations where it's like, I just go to have fun. This time I'm going to do more uh, coming 2020. I'm definitely going to go on more vacations to do more mission trips. So that's where that, that's what I want to um, give back. You know, I'm going to give back internationally. <laughs> In in the in the same aspect of um, talking more about relationships and you know helping the next person understand you know relationship and tying that in with medicine of course it always comes back to medicine at the end of the day <laughs> so um, yeah so that's those those are those are my main goals mission trips 
um, continue to do health fairs and give it back to the community and also doing uh, motivational speaking to encourage the, the next, the men, men and women, you know? Awesome. Well, I signed her up, AL, uh, you know, for the un- unofficial <laughs> date doctor, but I also have to do it for the CNA to MD because um, okay, she, she has the juice. AL, if you got a, a, you know, anything else, let it be known. Um, and yeah, any last words? Um, how can the listeners of Diversified Game keep up with you? Um, keep up with the release of the book. How how can we? How can we? How can they stay in touch? So you guys could either you guys could email me um, sashaaris18 at gmail dot com. Um, actually, my email is linked to my uh, Facebook as well. I mean, I'm sorry, not my Facebook. My Instagram. I am dot Sasha Love. Um, and also my website, there's a link on my website where you could feel free to email me. Um, I can't get back to everybody, but I'll try my best to get back to everybody. Cause I get a lot of emails in one day. So, um, SashaIrisD.com, you guys can follow me there. Uh, the release of my book, everything is on my Instagram and on my website. And I'll keep giving updates on all my moves and what I'm doing. And I would just like to leave everybody with, uh, some words of, words of encouragement, like, don't let anybody dictate your life. You have the power to control your happiness. You have the power to control your life. No one can make you happy but yourself, you know, and it's, I feel like prayer meditation is very, very helpful. You know, I was able to um, meditate with a couple of friends. You know, I prayed a lot and I was able to seek advice from different friends. Luckily for me, one of my friends is a um, psych (laughs) nurse practitioner. So that actually helped me a little bit. But for those of you who don't have that, therapy is very, very important. I feel it's always good to talk. It doesn't have to necessarily be like uh, a paying session, but you can talk to a family, talk to a friend, talk to a stranger. You know, just having open communication to me is very important. Um, Also, I would like to tell everybody, um, live your best life because you never know when that train will derail or go in another direction. But don't let that stop you you know, keep pushing through and that's, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Well, well, Sasha, that was beautiful. Um, And we are definitely going to chat soon. We look forward to everything you have going on. Um, Us being PR folks and marketers and consultants and whatnot, don't be surprised if we say, Hey, someone else wants to, you know, talk with you. Boom. Let you know. Let's get you on this this platform, that platform, because you definitely have a story that this is just the beginning. And what a setup you you had. Yeah. You know the journey is going to be beautiful. So man, God bless. Don't be a stranger, and and we'll talk soon, folks. Make sure you follow Sasha. All the info will be in the description box below. No matter what platform you're watching it on, we appreciate you. Hope we gave you the game from author to nurse prac to a traveler. She gave it to you, everyone. Please. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and are like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content. This. This, this is, is, is diversified diversified game game, game. game. game.
a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen. And of course, they And today, y'all, on Diversified Game, we have an author, traveler, nurse practitioner, and just overall globe trouter, Sasha Aristide. She's going to tell us about how it is to be a nurse practitioner, how it is to be an author, and what is her goal for her writings and travel. Sasha, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, well, Sasha, good morning, good morning. Yeah, good, good morning. Good morning. Let, let's get right into it. I, I want to touch upon this book because I know that this book is very uh, personal. Can you tell us about, you know, your book? What made you write the book? 10 years and gone in 10 minutes that they can check on your website, SashaAristide.com. Well, my book is based off of a true life story. Um, and uh, I, I believe that the book is important because I know a lot of people, um, there's a lot of misunderstanding out there um, due to a lot of social media situations that have occurred throughout that time. So I touch base on a lot of um, truth and a lot of things that people might not uh, comprehend too well. And I feel like the book is important because not only does it tell a lot of truth, it, I, being a nurse practitioner, I speak about mental health. It has some mental health, uh, it has a mental health chapter in there as well. And pretty much the basis of the book is what happened to me back in 2018 on October 8th. And the book is actually going to be released October 8th, the anniversary of when the my mysterious wedding never occurred. So pretty much what I do with the book is what I, what I do with the book is um, I, I bring, I introduce you when you open the book, you're going to, you're going to see what occurred that very day. And then I bring it back 10 years later. So it's almost like a reflection. Um, it has a lot of stuff in there. It has sex relationships, even touch base on different relationships that you've seen throughout the years different celebrity relationships so I open each chapter with like a celebrity relationship and I revert it back to my relationship over the course of 10 years so I think it's very interesting I um spent a lot of uh time on it and reflection and I'm open for whatever questions you guys may have oh I I have a question I know you said the book is going to get released in October I I read the synopsis I'm like where's the screenplay I'm I'm hooked off for the for the synopsis. Kelly, you peep that synopsis? That synopsis was fire, bro. Thank Definitely. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I work I work really hard. I worked really, really, really hard on the book. Um and I feel like a lot of I feel like people will enjoy it. It's not something that you see or hear about every single day, you know? So I know when it hit social media, everybody's like, What what? There's no way. People thought it was a fake story. People thought I was trying mm-hmm. to get clout. I'm like, who would want to get clout off of a story like this? You know, like, come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, right. yeah, like, you know, hopefully <laughs> Tyler Perry hits me up and say, hey, let's do a movie, you know? But I think this is like a very, like, I think it's unreal. But unfortunately for me, it was real. And okay. um, that's the that's the situation, you know? <laughs> well, here's... No, Go ahead, go ahead, Kel. Go no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Al. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Al. Go, 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 no. go for it. Um, what was the uh, what was the process like? Because I I write in in my leisure, and um, do, do you feel like this the writing of this book helps you bring closure to uh what you've gone through, or um, just, uh, okay, okay, fair. <laughs> Absolutely, sorry, okay. Absolutely, yeah, I know no, a lot of, of my um, friends and family had that same question. And this mm-hmm. book actually provided, a, you know, the funny thing mm-hmm. is I've always, I was always going to become a writer. I was always planning on either writing a uh, novel 
um, some sort of, you know, because a lot of different things happen in my life where I feel like it's so interesting. It may not be, be my life directly, but my other friends' lives, like things that happen in the church, like scandalous things, you know, or even a nursing mentor book because I'm always helping the next person. Everybody knows me to help everybody go into nursing or practitioner, whatever it is, you know. So I, ne- I knew I was going to write a book, but I never thought this <laughs> would be my first book. And it just so happened that this is my first novel. But um, it did provide closure for me. I felt like I was able to move on because I was always a journal writer ever since I was, you know, much younger. <clears throat> and um, I feel like this was a close chapter in my life, and it allowed me to move on for sure, 100%. So now because it's all written there, it's all in the book, I'm allowed to close that chapter. I'm, like, I'm so happy, and I've already moved on from from the situation. All right, good. Sound good. Energy, the vibes are right. Now, for those who might not know, because you've done some major, major media, um, tell people, you know, who like, well, what happened to you? Briefly tell them what happened to you and just get it out before, you know, people say, oh, I remember her on this show. <laughs> you know, get, let people know what happened briefly and, you know, where you know most people heard this because it was a major show and i'll let you let you share that okay so pretty much um i'll get into exactly what happened that day so pretty much i was supposed to get married to love my life um we worked together for 10 years so i was 18 years old uh well i'm 29 now but um by the time we decided to get married and everything uh we were 20 both 28 um he was turning 29 in october and i was turning 29 in uh, march so, you know, we planned a wedding, you know, had flew in people from all over the place, you know, on both sides, family, friends, everybody knew that Sasha and Kevin were getting married. So everybody dropped everything because we were the ideal couple. We were the couple that everybody, you know, looked up to, that everybody, you know, wanted advice from, how could you stay so long, all this stuff. So pretty much uh, we were supposed to get married in, um, on October 8th, 2018 in Long Island at this beautiful venue and you know i'm getting ready you know my bridesmaids are there maid of honor everybody's there you know getting ready you know and i'm calling him back and forth you know where are you what's going on he said he's coming he's on his way one of my bridesmaids ended up getting to a non-fatal car accident but could have been fatal because her car and the other car was totaled because he said he got stuck on a southern state parkway um and she went after him not understanding that it was all a lie um, so we ended up, instead of having a wedding, which he never showed up to, we ended up all going to the hospital to see if she was okay. So he never showed up. So then I wrote, me being a writer that I am, I was very upset, very angry the next day. So I wrote to the shade room. And I, and, but not, not thinking that they would ever pick up my story. So I wrote to the shade room and I explained to the shade room, like, you know, what happened. You know, not thinking anything of it because they don't really publish, like, little you know, you know, normal, regular people's things. They usually post on celebrities. So the next, the very next day, my friends were, my phone was blowing up and all my friends were calling me. They're like, you're on the shade room. What's going on? What's, you, oh my God, we put it out there. And I said, what are you guys talking about? So I went on the shade room and saw that my whole like story, they had, they had published it. And I was like, oh wow, this is crazy. So it, it was crazy. Like they were getting uh, the groomsmen, him, he was getting death threats. Like it was, it was really insane. People were angry, people upset. People thought it was a lie. No one understood exactly what was going on. And then I had different uh, shows contact me. I had Steve Harvey show contact me, The Real, and Dr. Phil contact me. Now, the reason why I chose Dr. Phil is because I feel like at that very point in time, I was really upset. I was really broken. So I didn't want to just go on a show just to, you know, show, like, just to have a good time. No, I wanted to go on a show that I felt could have helped me. And the show that I felt could have helped me was indeed Dr. Phil. And at that time, I was uh, still communicating with him. It was very fresh. It was in November. So imagine somebody get left at the altar by the love of their life for 10 years in October. So November, December, of course, you're going to still be communicating with that person. Now, my whole family and friends hated him. No one knew that I was communicating with him back and forth. So I, I had actually told uh, the producers at the Dr. Phil show about that. So they decided to actually zone in on that aspect of it, which I think they covered oh, the story very well. 
but they kind of zoned in on that aspect of it. And um, that was pretty much the basis of the show where I tell my family and friends that um, I, I was in actual communication with him. But people don't understand. People were very upset about that detail. But what they don't understand is the show was shot a couple of weeks before it was aired. So it seemed as if like a couple of months passed by and I was still planning on going back to him, but I was not uh, planning on going back to him. I was just communicating with him to figure out what what happened, what's going on. I needed that closure. Ten years you're in a relationship with somebody. Yes, they left you at the altar, but you're not going to just be like, okay, bye, deuces. It doesn't work that way. I know some people in their mind think, oh, well, I would never want that again, but that's, that's you. You don't understand all the emotional distress that I've been going through and I had to dissect pretty much, <laughs> you know? No, de definitely. Now, when you go on a show like that and you said you think they did a good job covering it, um, it's all real. Um, let people know who might say, well, you're doing it for clout. Do they pay you? Um, talk about, you know, any of the the behind the scene perks so people can get a clear picture because that's why a lot of people think people do things for clout or money, but explain, you know, what they did offer you, um, you know, besides, I guess, a platform to share your story. Right. Okay. So pretty much these people, the way, the way it works on TV, you do not get paid for anything. Now, if you're going on a reality show, as far as like, you know, love and hip hop, possibly the housewives, I'm not really sure, but I believe those people yeah. get paid. But people yes, who, real-life situations and people who go on different shows like The Real or Steve Harvey, they don't get any type of payment whatsoever to go on these shows. You're just, you're going there. You know, they fly you out, of course. You know, um, they provide, you know, lodging for you just for, just for like a day or two. Um, but as far as people writing you a check to share your story, that's not happening. I remember I went back to work. You know, now I work in the, I work in the clinic as well as a, as a hospital, and I went back to my hospital. And everybody, there was rumors going around. Sasha's a millionaire. I was like, what? I was, I was like, I wish. Like, what are you guys talking about? That's not true. You know, a lot of rumors came out. Like, oh, she got paid. You know, no, I did not get paid. You know, and honestly, I wouldn't even want to get paid for that situation. This is not a positive. This is a situation that was negative. That I'm trying to educate people and turn it into a positive, you know, thing. And I'm trying to move on with my life and also share my story because this probably happens to a lot of people, not in my way necessarily, but a 